Good morning. It is Friday, September 15th, and this is the Commuter Devotional. My name is Chuck, and I'm so glad that you have decided to join us today as we seek to engage our God in Scripture and prayer before the busyness of our day begins. I want to remind us of what we're doing here each day. We come together to read a little bit of God's Word, and we're reading it devotionally. This is not a checklist. This is not just something we do to say, hey, we're good Christians, we're reading our Bibles. We come to God's Word with a heart that's ready to hear and to think carefully about the Word. This isn't a Bible study, so that means I'm not trying to tell you every little piece of context or theological interpretation out of the story. None of that. This is a devotional podcast. And what that means is that we're meant to walk away each day from our text with just a little bit of something to chew on the rest of the day. So with that in our minds and in our hearts, let me read our passage for us today. I'll pray and then we'll dive right into it. This is Esther chapter 6 verses 1 through 13. On that night, the king could not sleep, and he gave orders to bring the book of memorable deeds, the Chronicles, and they were read before the king. And it was found written how Mordecai had told about Bigthana and Teresh, two of the king's eunuchs who guarded the threshold and who had sought to lay hands on King Ahasuerus. And the king said, What honor or distinction has been bestowed on Mordecai for this? The king's young men who attended him said, Nothing has been done for him. And the king said, who is in the court? Now Haman had just entered the outer court of the king's palace to speak to the king about having mortified Mordecai hanged on the gallows that had been prepared for him. And the king's young men told him, Haman is there standing in the court. And the king said, Let him come in. So Haman came in, and the king said to him, What should be done to the man whom the king delights to honor? And Haman said to himself, Whom would the king delight to honor more than me? And Haman said to the king, for the man whom the king delights to honor, let royal robes be brought, which the king has worn, and the horse that the king has written, and on whose head a royal crown is set. And let the robes and the horse be handed over to one of the king's most noble officials. Let them dress the man whom the king delights to honor, and let them lead him on the horse through the square of the city, proclaiming before him, Thus shall it be done to the man whom the king delights to honor. Then the king said to Haman, Hurry! Take the robes and the horse, as you have said, and do so to Mordecai the Jew, who sits at the king's gate. Leave out nothing that you have mentioned. So Haman took the robes and the horse, and he dressed Mordecai and led him through the square of the city, proclaiming before him, Thus shall it be done to the man whom the king delights to honor. Then Mordecai returned to the king's gate, but Haman hurried to his house mourning and with his head covered. And Haman told his wife Suresh and all his friends everything that had happened to him. Then his wise men and his wife Suresh said to him, If Mordecai, before whom you have begun to fall, is of Jewish people, you will not overcome him, but will surely fall before him. Let's pray together. Lord God, what a passage today that we've come to in the book of Esther. In some ways, this is just the climax of the book, and we are so happy to have seen it come today. Father, as we go this Friday and, and look at this passage, help us to walk away with that one grain of truth that we can just chew on the rest of the day. We ask these things in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, my friends. Well, here's what I have planned. This is a massive passage, okay? 13 verses, so much packed in here. And what we're going to do is we're going to split this passage up over a couple of days because there's a lot to say here. And actually, what I want to do today is zoom way, way out 
and look at our story so far in the book of Esther up to and including what I just read to us out of Esther chapter 6. If a month ago, before I ever said that we were going to be looking at the book of Esther, I had come to you and I said, hey, tell me one thing about the book of Esther. Maybe one of the first things on the top of your mind would have been, oh yeah, Esther, that's the book of the Bible that doesn't include God at all. Okay, that is probably one of the most common little facts about this book. But oh my goodness, does chapter 6 just blow apart that so-called piece of truth? And to drive home this fact, I'm going to read a pretty lengthy quote from a pastor named Mark Dever talking about the book of Esther. Here's what he says about our story so far. Esther just happens to be Jewish, and she just happens to be beautiful. Esther just happens to be favored by the king. Mordecai just happens to overhear the plot against the king's life. A report of this just happens to be written in the king's chronicles. Haman just happens to notice that Mordecai does not kneel down before him, and he just happens to find out that Mordecai is a Jew. When Haman plots his revenge, the dice just happens to indicate that the date for exacting revenge is put off for almost a year. Esther just happens to get the king's approval to speak, but then she just happens to put off her request for one more day. Her deferral just happens to send Haman out by Mordecai one more time, which just happens to cause him to recount it to his friends, then in turn just happens to encourage him to build a scaffold immediately. So Haman just happens to be excited to approach the king early the next morning. It just so happens that the previous night the mighty king could not command a moment's sleep, and he just happened to have a book brought to him that recounted Mordecai's deed. He then happened to ask whether Mordecai had been rewarded, to which his attendants happened to know the answer, simply considered for a moment the fact that Mordecai happened not to be rewarded for having saved the king's life. How unusual this must have been, someone who saved the king's life just happened never to be rewarded. I wonder if Mordecai ever chafed under that. Doesn't he realize what I did, did for him? Well, it all just happened. Haman happens to approach the king just when the king is wondering how Mordecai should be honored. My goodness, my friends, doesn't Pastor Mark Dever just drive home the fact that of course none of this just happens. Our God is sovereign over every single detail of this story. And if you can't see it, just because the Bible doesn't actually spell out the words Yahweh or God or Almighty or whatever name for God you want to see, you're completely blind. My friends, as we go today into our Friday, be reminded that we are a people that believes that nothing just happens. Our God is in control over every detail. And you know, whatever it comes at us today, whether it be blessing, whether it be suffering, it does not just happen. Our God is being sovereign. He's being God over every single detail of our story. My friends, as we go into our weekend, I hope that this prepares us for the Lord's day, where we just happen to show up and just happen to hear the word preached to us on a Sunday morning. This is the Lord's word to us every single week. Let's begin preparing for it now. And let me close this in prayer. Our Father God, Lord, as we look at this passage and we just we just bit off a huge chunk today that we are just getting started to digest. Lord, there is just so much here. We cannot be a people who thinks that you are not in control of every single 
detail of our story and of our lives. Lord, this story here in the book of Esther is just a two-by-four to our head of a reminder of our thick-skulled people that we have no idea what you are crafting behind the scenes. You have written every single detail so that nothing just happens. And Father, what peace should we have if we believe this? Lord, help us to believe. As the sick man cried out to Jesus, I believe, Lord, help my unbelief. Lord, as we go into this weekend and we think about the word preached to us in just a few days while we gather with our brothers and sisters in Christ, Lord, begin preparing our hearts. Convict us of our sin. We are a people who want to live in godliness. We do not want to be nominal Christians, Father. We want your word and your spirit to change us day by day. And Father, part of that process is seeing our sin, confessing it, and turning away from it to our holy God. Lord, won't you do that for us today? We pray all of these things in Christ's name. Amen. Go in peace. I will see you on Monday.